The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Father in heaven, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor, we give you adoration in the name of Jesus. We thank you for gathering us together unto yourself. Thank you for the peace to gather and worship you. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. In every life present in this place today, and everyone joining us over the internet, my Father, we thank you for doing that which eyes have not seen. We thank you for that which ears have not heard, that we burst forth in our lives. Thank you for that which has not even entered into the hearts of man. Honor, glory, dominion, and majesty be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, our text is Isaiah chapter 35 from verse 1 to 4. Isaiah 35, 1 to 4. The word of God says in Isaiah 35, 1 to 4, um, we are talking about bloom. Blooming. Everybody say bloom. Bloom. Isaiah 35, 1 to 4. It says, even the wilderness and the desert will be glad this year. Say amen, say amen, say amen. The wasteland will rejoice and blossom and bloom with spring crocuses. Those are flowery plants. Yes, there will be an abundance of flowers. There will be in your life, there will be an abundance of blooming. There will be an abundance of flowers and singing and joy. The desert will become as green as the mountains of Lebanon. Pause and think. The desert will be as green as the mountains of Lebanon. I want you to see that. That every desert in your life will be as green as the mountains of Lebanon. As lovely as Mount Carmel or the plains of Sharon. There the Lord will display his glory, the splendor of our God. With this news, everybody say with this news. With this news, strengthen those who have tired hands. Some of us are tired. We are weary. God is bringing this news to strengthen your hands. And encourage those who have weak knees. Some of us are tired of praying. This news is to bring encouragement to you in Jesus' name. Say to those who are with fearful hearts. Some of us are afraid. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong. And do not fear for your God. Everybody say your God. For your God is coming to destroy your enemies. Is coming to save you. That's the word for you and I for this year. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you weary? Are your knees feeble? Are you of a fearful heart? 
Are you discouraged? I've been sent to tell you today that your God is coming to save you. He's coming to cause you to glow. He's coming to make you bloom. He's saying to you and I, bloom. I explained that in sometime like October last year when, when God was giving me this word for 2014. And, you know, I, I was... Like, bloom was that. I didn't even know what it meant. I had to Google it. Google bloom. Boom. And I was really, I was excited about what I saw. I, I shared with us at the cross night, watch, crossover, watch night service, that to bloom means to glow. Everybody say glow. This year, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you are going to glow. You are going to be radiant in every area of your life. It means vigor. Everywhere you have been weak and you've suffered weakness, discouragement, the vigor of heaven is coming upon you now in Jesus' name. It means freshness. Everything that is archaic, decaying, about to expire, that ought to be alive and well in your life, we receive freshness in Jesus' name. Some of us, we begin to look younger without the makeup. Praise the Lord. You know, I remember when we were growing up, my elder brother, he taught us many things, many bad things. And many good things too. We were just, you know, when you have a, an older brother, you learn everything from him. You know, he taught us how to dance, how to smoke, how to womanize, how to how to read. He was a genius. He's still a genius. How to play and pass. Some people don't know how to play and pass. <laughs> he taught us how to play and pass. And one of the things he said to us is that. This is how you know a girl is beautiful. When, <laughs> it's the way of the world anyway. When you wake up in the morning with her and you look at her face and she's still beautiful, then you know you, that is the woman to marry. You can't do that if you're a Christian, you know that. <laughs> but I can testify. When I wake up in the morning, this woman is beautiful. No perfume. No makeup, no mascara, natural beauty. Oh, jigby, jigby, jigby. <laughs> How did I even get there, self? Some of you need to check your wife and discover that they are really beautiful. When you wake up in the morning, beauty, sorry, bloom. <laughs> bloom means beauty. Some of us, we become more beautiful. Like a popular actor said, beautifuler and beautifuler. This year, in the name of Jesus, the things that are become ugly in our lives, there's going to be a transformation of beauty 
in the mighty name of Jesus. The things that we are trying to hide because they are ugly, you'll be proud to expose because they become beautiful. In the mighty name of Jesus. To bloom means to flourish with youth and splendor. To flourish with youth and splendor. This year, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you will flourish with youth and splendor. In the mighty name of Jesus. As a believer, you need to realize that the just shall live by faith. The justified, born again, child of God shall live by what? Some people are saying, oh, Bloom, Pastor, you're just trying to make us happy. No, I'm speaking a prophetic word. You have to believe it. Then you will see it. If there's anything in your heart that says, hmm, that's the enemy trying to rob you. Because, listen, for those that believe, you will see. But I'm praying that you will not be a spectator. Check your lives. The ones you believed, did you not see? The words of God that you believed, they did not manifest. Four times in the Bible, the word of God says, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by, by faith. Thank God for, I mean, Amaka's testimony. You heard that testimony. Their baby was diagnosed with a hole in her heart. I was in that testimony for the first time in church. Many people will not let pastor rest. Pastor! Pray! It's good. We'll pray. But she said, my husband said, I don't want to hear that again from your mouth. And you have been saving money, saving money. And the natural thing is to do, save money for a surgery, right? And the husband said to her, in other words, the just shall live by faith. What are we going to do with this money? Ah, she said surgery, of course. She said no. We, the kingdom of God needs to be expanded. God has put us in this church for a purpose. You see, that's a problem with old Christians. Can I tell you a little bit about old Christians? Old Christians have seen God move, but they are now wiser than God. They say, you know what, well, let's use wisdom. The wisdom that didn't get you where you are will not take you to where you are going. It was faith that brought you to where you are. It is faith that will take you to where you are going. And they gave the money. Like I said, I was hearing for the first time. They gave the money in faith. How can you have a daughter that has been diagnosed with, I mean, come on. Come on. Keep reasoning out God there. Other people will be moving ahead. You will still, but think about it. They gave, they checked, the art, this consultant screamed. The heart has been re replaced. 
with a new heart from heaven. Praise the name of the Lord. Is that not blooming? It's blooming. I was in the just. Say it, I can't hear you. The just shall live by faith. Some of you say, oh, let us say, let us say, let us say, let us say, and I'm like, Christians. Thank God those are Christians to, to follow, really. Some Christians are just, they will reason God out of the equation. Where is God? Where is faith? Where is stepping out of the boat and believing God to be God? Many times, you know, ask my wife, there, there are things that we, we had to do because, not because anybody put a gun on our head, but because we, we know that this we honor God. But if God doesn't come through for us, we'll be in trouble. But we did it anyway. I have news for you. Not once have we been put to shame. Not once. Stop reasoning God out. Stop it. Everyone say again, the just shall live by faith. Then again, the just shall live by faith. If you go home with that, this year will be splendid. Splendid. God is able to do just what he says he will do. He's gonna fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God cause he won't give up you. He will bring it to pass. That's why he's God. That's why he's God. Oh, Amen. The just shall live by faith. Everyone say the just shall live by faith. In Genesis 39 verse 5, Genesis 39 verse 5, the word of God says that everything Joseph did bloomed. All that was kept in his affair, in his, in his influence, ran smoothly. Everything ran smoothly. This year, everything that is chaotic around you will begin to run smoothly in the mighty name of Jesus. And from the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's house and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's house for Joseph's sake. All his household affair ran how? 
And his crops and livestock flourished, bloomed. Numbers 17, 8. Numbers 17, 8. The word of God says in Numbers chapter 17, verse 8. It says, and it came to pass that on the morrow, Moses went into the tabernacle of witness. And behold, the rod of Aaron for the house of Levi was budded, bloomed, and brought forth buds and blossomed, bloomed blossoms and yielded almonds. Now, the significance of this is that before, just before this, there had been contention on the priesthood. There had been contention by, by inference on, on Aaron's destiny. And God said, put your rods, the one that bloomed. And I'm praying that today, because you are going to bloom this year, every contention against your destiny will be silenced. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every contention against your promotion will be silenced. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every contention against your assignment will be silent. God will totally, totally separate you. Now, three Three keys to sustaining the bloom and, and we are done. Three keys to sustaining the bloom. From the word of God. Three keys to a sustained bloom. Number one, make the word priority. Make the word of God what? Priority. Make the word of God priority. Deuteronomy eleven eighteen says, so commit yourselves. How? wholeheartedly to these words of mine, this is God speaking, tie them to your hands. Wear them on your foreheads as reminders. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road. When you are going to bed and when you are getting up, write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. So that as long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your children may bloom in the land. So that as long as the sky remains above the earth, in other words, as long as this earth remains, you and your children will bloom. For that to happen, for you to have sustained bloom, make the word of God Priority. Make the word of God priority. Read your Bible. We have a, we have a devotional that can help you in, your, in, in reading the Bible. Get the devotional. We even have devotional for children because the word of God says, teach them to who? To your children. So that's the first thing. Make the word what? Priority. Number two. For me to, to, have, to sustain my bloom, to have a sustained bloom, I must make the word of God priority. Number one. Number two, I must get rid of the little foxes. I must get rid of the little foxes. Songs of Solomon chapter 15, chapter 2 verse 15. Number two, get rid of little foxes. Songs of Solomon chapter 2 verse 15 says, catch for us 
the foxes. The little foxes that ruin the vineyards are vineyards that are what? In bloom. Little foxes that ruin the vineyards because our vineyards are in bloom. I like the way there's a translation called the voice. You know? It's, I like the way it puts, the, the voice puts it. The voice says that catch, everybody say catch. Catch the foxes for us. Those little foxes that menace the vineyards for our vineyards are so vulnerable when, everybody say when, when they are in full bloom. Let me explain this. There are some little foxes that you are playing with right now. But because you've not seen the full bloom, it's as if that they are just pets. It's as if they are harmless. But you see, God is saying to you and I, because you are going to have a full bloom, these foxes, little foxes, that appear to be harmless, will now be a menace, dangerous, destructive to your life. What are the little foxes? Little, little things. They are little, not because they are little spiritually, they are little because we call them little. Lying. Little foxes. Ah, but pastor, but everybody lies. Discover that you are the only one left. Everybody is getting sanctified. Pornography. Little foxes. Get rid of them. Stealing. Oh, but I just borrowed, I borrowed, uh, I just borrowed the money. But it's not your own. How can you borrow the money and the owner does not even know you have borrowed the money? What's, what's the word for that? Stealing. Stealing. Get rid of the little foxes. Why? Because you are about to experience a bloom, my brother. You are about to experience a bloom, my sister. Why? Because for our vineyards are so vulnerable when they are in full bloom. These foxes that appear harmless, by the time you begin to bloom, will cause havoc. Roving eyes. That was a roving eyes. Little foxes. You know what roving eyes are? A lot of men have those kind of foxes. Anything is skates. Mm. Hmm. Only God knows how many accidents have happened because of roving eyes. <laughs> Little foxes. Hey, but Pastor, I've not done anything. That's the problem. You think they are little now. Flirting. Little foxes. I must say flirting. Flirting. You know, my grandmother would tell us, what you will not eat, don't smell. Because there's a short distance between the nose and the 
Why you are smelling yum? You can just bite. <laughs> Stop flirting. But it makes me feel good, Pastor. Stop flirting. But my husband doesn't appreciate me. But when I get to the office, you know, they, they compliment my, my dress. Stop flirting. Interestingly, you know, when, I think we did that at the Sex and Seduction series, when people dress up to look hot, have you, have you heard that before? You are hot, right? If you have seen somebody that has been hot before, maybe the sun was too much that day. But the whole idea of being hot is this. The whole idea of being hot is what you create in the person that is looking at you. You create heat. You create arousal in the person that is looking at you. So when you are dressing to be hot, you know, imagine how many men you are giving erection. Everybody is quiet now. Is that what you really want to do? Let me pause. That's not what you, I hope that's not what you really want to do. Little foxes. Everybody say little foxes. Now you say, oh, but pastor, it's not my fault. If they can't control themselves, well, you have a point there and I agree. But you also have a responsibility. A man said, no, but pastor, I'm not flirting with her. I just hit her on her backside. Ah, but we didn't do anything. I didn't touch her. I, didn't, I just smacked her. And you should see how she was happy. Stop lighting. Little foxes. So to sustain my bloom, number one, I must make the word of God Priority number two, I must get rid of little foxes. And number three, I must be planted in God's house. I must be planted in God's house. Psalm 92 verse 12. Psalm 92 verse 12. says, but the godly will what? Flourish. They will bloom. They will bloom like palm trees and grow strong like cedars of Lebanon. Why would they bloom? Why would they grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon? Verse 13. Because they are transplanted to the Lord's house, they flourish in the court of our God. Blooming is because you are planted in God's house. There's three things you need to take note of. The, number one, the church is a family. Everybody say the church is a family. The church is a family. This is a church family. 
We meet together like this on Sunday, and we meet in our different house fellowships. We are a family. The second thing you realize is that God expects you. Everybody say, God expects me. God expects you to be a member of a church family. So the church is a family. God expects you and I to be members of a church family. The third thing you need to take note of is therefore, because the church is a family and God expects you to be a member of a church family, Therefore, a Christian that is not planted in the local church is an orphan. A Christian that is not planted in the local church is an orphan. There are a lot of floating Christians. They are floating. Floating. Check the word of God. Check it well. God is the God of the local church. God wants you to be a part of a community. Why? Because your community determines what grows in you and what dies in you. It is the community that you belong to. Haven't you noticed when you are in a particular, with this particular group of people, you just tend to be committing sin. But when you are in a particular group of people, you just tend to be loving God. Haven't you noticed that if you just hang around God's favorite house, miracles begin to happen in your life? Say amen, say amen, say amen. Haven't you noticed that it is impossible to remain poor in this church? Impossible. Not because we preach a prosperity gospel. Of course not. <laughs> but because there's an anointing. Prosper. You have to prosper. How much you prosper? If you are going through a patch, everybody goes through a patch. I have my story. But you will not die there. You are going to come out. But you say, but pastor, God, God says that the poor you will have with you always. Did they put your name there? Is your name there? No. So I become a Christian by committing my life to Christ and I become a member of a church by committing my life and myself to other Christians. Shake it up. I become a Christian by committing my life to, church, to Christ, but I become a member of a church by committing my life to other Christians. In other words, I'm committed to you. You are committed to me. We are committed together. Christian that does not, is not planted in the local church is what? So please ask your neighbor. Am I sitting beside an orphan today? <laughs> Tell them, no, you are not. <laughs> okay, so, so, Pastor, what does it take? If, you know, for, so I know if, this is not for everybody. Some of you are planted in God's prayer already. We know that. Praise God for you. Hallelujah. And you are blossoming. Amen. Some of you, God may not, you are not, you are visiting, God may not have called you to be planted in God's prayer. That's fine. But be planted wherever God wants you to be planted. But some of you, you feel called to be planted in God's favorite house. You say, okay, 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 pastor, I hear you. So what does it take to be planted in God's favorite house? Simple, four things. Number one, write it down. A personal profession of Christ as Lord and Savior. 
If you don't accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, we love you. You can be coming for as long as you want, but you really can't be planted here because we're a community of believers in Christ Jesus. Number two, what does it take? Water baptism by immersion as a public demonstration of an inner faith. We believe that when you believe, you get baptized because that's what Jesus said. Must I be baptized in God's favorite house? No. What if I've been baptized before in another church when I gave my life to Jesus? Fine. We don't, you don't have to baptize in God's favorite house. But once you have been baptized, you have been baptized. It's fine. But if you have not been baptized, we are happy to baptize you. Praise the name of the Lord. Because baptism, you are making a public declaration of the first step of your personal profession of Christ as your Lord and Savior. Okay, fine. Pastor, I've been baptized. I've been, I've been saved. I have Jesus as my Lord and I've been baptized. What next? What else do I need to do? To be planted in God's favor? Simple. Complete the first trip of the journey. The journey has four trips. We are not saying complete the four trips. No. Complete one. The first trip of the journey. And we are starting a new class in, 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 on, on the 19th. I, I got that. I probably may take that class myself. I don't know, but I'll check. Complete the first trip. Okay, Pastor, I, 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 Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I've been baptized. I have completed the first trip of the journey. What's my next step? The final step is... Commit to other Christians in God's favorite house. Simple. How do I commit to other Christians in God's favorite house? It's simple. Be useful to somebody in God's favorite house. Help somebody. Join a life group. Join the workforce. Serve. Join the women's group. Join a prayer meeting. Because I become a Christian by committing my life to Christ. I become a member of a church by committing myself to other Christians. And everything I've listed here, scriptural. The pastors, there's no journey in the scriptures. <laughs> I know. But the journey allows you to understand our vision, where we are going. If you've done the first trip, of the journey. Shout hallelujah. I want to shout hallelujah again. If you've done this first trip of the journey, shout hallelujah. If you are yet to do the first trip of the journey, say amen. Take the step. Why? Pastor, because they that are planted in the Lord's house will flourish in the courts of our God. They will bloom and blossom. As we close today, back to the scripture we started with, even the wilderness and the deserts will be glad in those days. The wasteland will rejoice and bloom and blossom. 
And if you fast forward to verse 3, with this news, strengthen those that, are t- that have tired hands. And encourage those that have weak knees. Say to those with fearful heart, be strong. Do not be afraid. For your God. Everybody say your God. Your God is coming to save you. And that's where I want to close today. This is a new year. You are beginning a new year in a powerful way. But you cannot beat your chest that this God is your God. You cannot say that your life belongs to Jesus. You cannot say that you are born again. This is a good time to sort it out with God. I don't need you to come forward. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. But you need to take that step wherever you are seated. Let's bow down our hearts as we bow down our heads as we give the privilege of privacy to our brothers and sisters. I say, Pastor, that is me. I want to start this new year afresh with my relationship with God sorted out. That is me, Pastor. That is me. Oh, I used to be born again, but I've backslidden. I've gone far from God, but now I want to come back to God. That is me. You're saying that is me. Wherever you are seated, put up your hand now over your head. God bless you over there. Put it up well over your head. God bless you right there. Over there. God bless you, my brother. God bless you over there. Put it up. God bless you over there, my brother. I can see your hand. Keep that hand up. The ushers are going to put a card in your hand. Just take the card. God bless you. Once you have the card, God bless you right there. Another hand right there. Another hand in the front. Right. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you right there, my sister. Yeah. God bless you right there. God bless you. Once you have the card, you can put down that hand. God bless you right there, my brother. God bless you. Once you have the card, please put down the hand and begin to talk to God. Begin to talk to God. Cry to God. Have mercy upon me. 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 Anybody else, Pastor, pray with me. I want to join this group of people. Put up that hand boldly, boldly over your head. And we'll pray together. I don't have the card. I want to signify and make that, take that step. Pastor, pray with me. Over your head. I'll pray together. God bless you. Right there. You're the one. Put it up, put it up, put it up. Well, God bless you. That is me. Father in heaven, we pray for everyone that has surrendered to you today. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you breathe upon them in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, change their lives totally, 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 totally. This new year, as they are starting with you, fill their mouths with laughter. Fill their tongues with singing. Let their work with you be real and tangible. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.